Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 421 of the Mail Right Show. Today, we're going to talk about real estate lead generation with Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. All right. So, what? Um, there's, a, there, there's a lot of things to be said about Instagram before I do a kind of like a recap about who and why you should be on Instagram. Let's uh, do the right thing by all of you, the audience, and introduce you to my co-host. He is the one that puts together these incredible show notes. He's the one that comes up with the uh, topics for the most part. Every now and again, I, I come up with a few. He's the one that recruits the guests when we have them for the MailRite show. He's the one who does all of the heavy lifting except for the showing up and talking. That I do. So, well, he does too that that also. But anyway, with that, I, I try to have something to say. You try to get a word in Edge Reds. I know how it goes. Uh, Jonathan, um, <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, thanks, Rob. I'm the joint founder of MailRite. Um, basically, what we are is a real estate CRM, a really easy one to utilize. We produce a really great website solution, IDX integration, and email and text drip marketing with landing pages so you can run your Facebook campaigns by yourself with a little bit of training from us, or we can do everything for you. That's the essence of it. Back over to you, Robert. Beautiful. My name is Robert Newman. I am uh, also a founder in the same space, and uh, I focus on uh, inbound marketing strategies and SEO. Uh, everything can be learned about me on my website, which I so cleverly advertise right here for those of you that have a camera. And if you don't, inboundrem.com. All right, without for any further to do today, what you're going to learn is when, why, and how you should use Instagram for real estate lead generation. So before... There's only one thing that I missed off your show notes, and I'm going to interject it right in the beginning. Who should be using Instagram? Instagram is not a one-size-fits-all lead generation tool. It is really for two or maybe three different audiences. First, if you happen to be sub-30 and you are on Instagram, um, actually, let me rephrase. 16 years of doing this, I have encountered two groups of realtors that make money off Instagram lead generation. And I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands on the subject. Those two groups are as follows. The very young who use Instagram basically like John and I would use email. And they, they exist. They rarely use any other tool to communicate other than Instagram. And that generation, those handful that could buy homes, does everything on Instagram. They shop for products, follow influencers, make their decisions, do their research. They do everything on Instagram. So if that's who you are, that's obviously where you need to be. Now, the second group, which is the rarefied group, is huge luxury agents like Joyce Ray and Jade Mills and many other people that, that are not as common, Arlene Rutledge, and I could go on and on. If you're here, Betty, uh, if you're here in LA and you're a luxury agent, you almost guaranteed have an Instagram account. Why? Because a lot of your young celebrity focused uh, audiences, um, Taylor Swift, Beyonce and Jay-Z on Instagram, you'd get those kinds of leads off Instagram. So depending on where you are, if you're focused on celebrity or top brands, they, or you're looking for the influencer audience of which there's plenty and they're big money in them, then 
Instagram is your place to be. Now, if you fall in the middle, which most of you do, I don't know that Instagram is necessarily going to be the place for lead generation. It certainly could be a place to gain an audience, send them to a website. The website would help you do the lead generation, in my opinion, just in my humble opinion. All right. Without any further ado, number one on the list, create a business profile. John, why don't you take it away? Yeah, I think um, it's a bit like Facebook. I think if you're really going to use the power, um, you should look at having a business Instagram account. It will enable you get some benefits um, without using the advertisement side. But I think at some stage you should be looking at advertising on Instagram and it will make the whole process a lot easier. Um, there are some slight more functionality you get by setting your account as a business account. Um, so I think it's worthwhile and it won't cost you any money. So one of those things that business accounts do do for you is they allow you to have uh, more filters built into the page. Okay, so you can filter out like the Altmans have stories and family and real estate. They've got all these different sections on their Instagram account. I use this very ineffectively. Somebody like the Altmans use it very effectively. Where basically it's filtered, lots and lots of filters so that, that somebody can get directly into the type of content on your Instagram account that you would like. And there's more than one kind of business account there. I think there's an influencer or public figure account. So I think that's what he is. But all of these account types allow you more functionality on your Instagram profile, which if you're a heavy user or you intend to really engage deeply with the platform, I couldn't recommend more. It all just depends on what the intent is with establishing a profile. But this show makes the assumption you're going to go deep. So business profiles, extremely smart. If you happen to have a reputation, if you fall into the category and you're listening to the show and you're following us and you happen to be a Jade Mills or a Betty Graham or anybody with a super pedigreed history, you might actually want to go with a public profile instead of the same way that uh, uh, the Altmans have done as opposed to going with a business profile. But that's a very, very, very specific and rare circumstance. All right. Number two, use hashtags. John? Yeah, can I just say one thing about your intro? One, um, is that, it's just an editor, I can't talk, I apologize. It's just based on the impression I get. Um, I think it is kind of female dominate to some extent. I think in the younger group that you pointed out, I don't, I think they might be more 50 50, but I do get a flavor that Insta, Instagram is, kind of more female dominated. I don't think it's the same level as something like Prankris, but I think it's definitely there. Would you agree with that? I'm actually, I don't like making, I'm looking at uh, Statista to see if it se- segregates their audience by sex. And unfortunately, it looks like you have to pay for that information. My gut would say you're probably right. I don't know that the number, the division in the numbers is as deep as it once was. Here's what a static, like a statistician program is saying. 8% of users are 13 to 17. 30% of users are 18 to 24. 30% of users are 25 to 34. 15% are 35 to 44. 8.4% are 45 to 54. And 4.3% are 55 to 64. 
Now, John, I know you and I have talked about this, but I, I just want to play a game and log, lob you an easy question. Guess where the vast majority of people that have the money to, to buy real estate fall? What age ranges they fall into? Well, I would say it's definitely over, over 14, probably um, over 50. I would right. Say. The main group is the 55 to 64, which is the 4.3%. But the 45 to 64, which is a combined total of 12% of Instagram users, is the right percentile. So, or that's where 80% of your real estate transactions. So these younger audiences, the one of the reasons that, in my opinion, you can be hyper successful on Instagram is there's really not that many realtors, just like on TikTok, that have figured, that have mastered the art of trying to create a piece of content that generates any kind of interest, which means that it's mainly un, uncompeted for. Yeah. If, I would agree with you. If you have an Instagram master in your marketplace, you, this may be a more difficult strategy to employ. But anyway, on to, on to, on to hashtags. Yeah. It's a bit like tw Twitter, well, X, formerly known as Twitter. I always call it Twitter. Um, it's basically hashtags like, like Twitter. Hashtags are a major way that people can find your content. Um, people that really get into Instagram, get into Twitter, it's one of the main ways they find content is through hashtags. There's actually um, free, it's a bit like Twitter, there's actual um, services free that tell you the trending hashtags. So you can actually utilize those tools to find what's trending. So it's, it's utilizing hashtags with your Instagram posts is something you definitely want to do. I was terrible at it with Twitter um, I've upped over the past year, really upped my game because because um, on my other business, I really upped my uh, Twitter, and um, they also allow you to upload video on Twitter. So I upload a load of video on Twitter as well, um, and the same thing with Instagram. So hashtags are all thing that you really want to get your brain around. What do you reckon, Rob? Well, I wrote a post back on this uh, about five years ago. When I first wrote it, we did 50 example hashtags. We've updated the post twice. We're up to 121 now. Um, we have downloadable spreadsheets with all the hashtags already done for you. So, John, it's it. And I'm going to do a dramatic and very serious plug because we've been working on this post for years. Uh, and uh, if you go to inboundrod.com, and just do real estate hashtags as a search, you'll get a full list of what we have researched and found to be the best hashtags, whether that is for Instagram or Twitter, any of these microblogging sites that basically where blog put like uh, posts expire because they get pushed down um, in terms of the immediacy of the post. So you have to always use hashtags because you're basically refreshing your position in the feed. That's what the whole point of hashtags is. There's five, you know, the people that are more like expert level users and understand how to sort through content based on hashtags might very well be looking at your hashtag. The reason you do a mix, as you cleverly recommended inside your show notes, is because niche hashtags have a tendency to last much longer. They don't get pushed so far down that people stop looking at them. 
Only problem is their niche because not 10,000 people are looking at that niche. The more popular the niche, the more frequently you have to use the hashtag. So, um, that actually the more free, the more popular, like real estate is a hashtag where basically you could probably use it every five minutes and still only kind of vaguely hope that somebody would ever see it. Yeah, but it's something you've got to, but if you really, if you're really serious about use, utilizing this platform, you really got to get your head around using hashtags and getting re- semi religious about it. Correct. And one additional tip, trick, or hack. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Newman and his inbound REM team do not do this manually anymore. Yeah, there's tools and, and things, even for Instagram. My goodness gracious, when you are thinking about trying to hashtag every single post, it is so tedious. It is either find an automated tool that will get, let you do one hashtag group or option B, find somebody in a part of the world where they'd be very grateful for $5 an hour. And let them manually hashtag your... Or you can utilize the MailRite system because we have a social media Canada posting system and it posts to Instagram. Or that. But you still have to enter those hashtags manually, am I correct? Well, you can get us to do it for you. We use tools. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. Geotag your posts. Uh, And I say that not to be a pain in your ass, but... But the, what holds me back from my own social media, John, is the manual labor of it all, the hashtag. Mm-hmm. It is not a matter of it's not effective. It's not great marketing. It's not free visibility. It is all of those things. But you still have to do it and do it daily. And that's what slows me down. Well, using um, a calendar system will help a lot. Fair. Fair enough. What? What? Geotag your posts. Utilizing geotagging can effectively engage with potential customers in your area. I'm reading John's notes. So I uh, would love to hear what you have to say about this. Well, it's very, it's very similar to, you know, you've really plugged it hard on our previous shows around Google, local, Google, local. You know, when you up, upload photos to your business, your Google local business page, you know, you should do it on your phone because it will be tagged. The photos will be tagged and the posts, well, the it's the same thing with images and posts on Instagram. They know if you're talking about a local area and you upload it, it'll be geotagged anyway. And they show it to the people, depending on the topic, because they're using AI because it's part of Facebook. And Facebook over the past year from, you know, look at their share price, you know. Um, I'm going off a little bit of topic, but they... They did their, um, they announced their um, earnings um, last week, I think, and the money's just pouring in. The money, you know, the um, advertising that's coming into Facebook, which is Instagram, is just pouring in because they're utilising AI so effectively to make their advertising, their advertising so very effective and the money's just pouring in Rob yeah so geotagging your posts hashtagging them things like that it's all like how geotagging works in Instagram exactly is actually a mystery to me what I've always done in Instagram is uh, actually put down hashtags so hashtags to, connected to a geographic or a geo-specific location is the way that I've always leveraged Instagram. I don't know about geotagging 
on that specific platform. Is it possible? Yeah, well, the photos, I can say, the photos, and they're okay. awesome. The photos, yeah, it's exactly the same as Google. And um, I think you can, there are platforms you can only tag the posts as well. There's a, and yeah, utilizing the AI, they know if you're using a mobile device where you're uploading it. It's a very yeah. similar scenario to Google. Any more questions on this? There is a good post on sproutsocial.com. If you just do Instagram geotagging, I'm, I'm looking at a very deep and robust article that was written five years ago talking about how to geotag your post. So obviously it can be done and it's been able to be done for a long, long time. Most right. people don't do so, it. If, you, if you're really going to get into it, it's worth the, the extra yard to do it because you, you will get some benefit from it. And ladies and gentlemen, I agree with that entirely. Hyperlocal, which is the only thing that realtors should be talking about, unless you're a national broker or you've got a massive team or you're an EXP person that's building out something nationwide, there is no other circumstance that I can think of or Realty One, you know, any of the, the new digital brokerages. Uh, there's nothing I can think of that no reason why you wouldn't utilize geotagging. If, if ever the content becomes visible to Google, your stuff will already be geotagged. You can geotag your stuff in Pinterest if you can do it in Instagram. You, and that sends signals universally to both your customers and to Google about where specifically you service. And every single one of you that's listening to this show should be very interested in controlling and targeting the area that you service. Gone are the days where real estate agents service all of Los Angeles County or any other major metro city. That is a ridiculous concept. Pick a few areas of specialty and start to hone down your marketing message and the area that you service. And hey, if you could, even figure out a subcategory of real estate such as divorce, probate. And, and if you could do another thing, it would be home type. Um, all right. Post images and videos of properties you sell or rent. Take it away, John. Well, you know, you're a real estate agent. So, uh, and we've hammered away on the video. And there's a couple of sections about reels and stories here. But, you know, video is king. We keep saying that. And images, it's an image focused platform. So, and you've got a great camera in your pocket iPhone, Android. Doesn't take much effort to tag them, couple of lines of text, people bunny bunny up on Instagram, you know, you're roaming, you you might as well do it. You just gotta get in the habit of doing it a lot more regularly than you probably think you should be doing it. True facts. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, post images and properties to sell rent. All right. That should be so basic. If you're listening to the show already, you should know that much. Um, yes, this, this is a 101 introduction. Shall we go for our break, Rob? Though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we come back, I'm going to give a couple of bonus hack tips for little things you can do to spice up your, your videos and your photos on Instagram. All right. No further ado. We'll be right back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? 
Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 421 of the MailRite show. Today, we're doing a basic introduction into real estate uh, lead generation through, drum roll please, Instagram in 2024. All right. Here's my, my quick hack. For those of you, 80% of all realtors, don't know if you know this, actually, the number is more like 85 to 90% of all realtors use iPhones. Don't know if you knew that or not, John. But that's the number. I'm not. I didn't actually, but I'm not surprised. Are you? Uh, no, disappointed, but not surprised. Um, so the number one app on Apple iPhones to do video editing with is Video Leap. From my understanding, I don't pretend to be an expert on this, but that's what I've been told. And so Video Leap uh, is a thing that you could probably use fairly easily to create some compelling reels, which is part of what I explore with my clients. Reels, the beauty of them is they're minute long. And since they're meant to be kind of entertaining and engaging, because what can you really truly learn in one minute? You should probably like do all that fun editing stuff on reels. I am not a big believer in highly edited long form content for, for lead generation. I'm not saying it doesn't have its place. I'm just saying that the best form of lead generation is teaching education and just talking to your audience and engaging with them. Reels are completely different. You have 30 seconds to one minute to make an impression. And so the the people that I've been seeing on TikTok and Instagram, all the people that are producing deals using those tools and using Reels are always using something like a, like a fast forward app or a, one of those apps that overlays your words and turns it into like, Bing, bow, you know, stuff like that. Like they're doing all sorts of stuff like that. So I suspect. It's a bit on my mind, isn't it, Rob? Bing, bing, Don't even pretend to know your mind. I don't even pretend. I don't know. So I doubt you, though. So. (laughs) Um, Anyway. So uh, we're, we're on to number five. Use Instagram Reels and Stories, which we just kind of got into a little bit with that last recommendation I gave. But but go ahead and why don't you? I I have something last to to offer here, but I want to hear what. When do you think people should use Reels and Stories? Oh, I've never got my head around this anyway because they kind of overlap in some ways. But um, I think Stories a bit like in the notes, they're exclusive glimpses in in your daily activities, the world of a real estate agent. The great thing is, folks, if you get in, because if you get into Instagram, unlike a plumber, I suppose it depends on what kind of plumber you are, um, but, you know, people just love the stuff that you produce as a real estate agent on Instagram. They, They just lap it up. So anything, you know, if you can put any kind of personality into it and bunny on there um, and do the things that we've outlined, tagging, hashtags, blah, 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 it's going to get some audience as long as you keep doing it. The thing is, I think you've just got to do it a lot more than you think and you, you've got to grind it out a little bit, but it will start get some traction. Um, the reels, well, that's always kind of, I don't know if you agree with this, I always saw it as a bit, 
kind of bit like TikTok, really. It's kind of, you know, it's like short, bit shorter. It's more kind of fun stuff. Um, 30 seconds, that type of stuff. That's how I kind of using filters, captions. It's more kind of visual candy in a way and get them in where the story is more about your daily activities, the kind of back, back, back shot way of seeing what you're up to. So my, my take on Instagram reels and stories is listen, while there are exceptions, there are realtors that I have personally spoken to that actually get leads and do deals off strictly off reels and shorts, but they are the exception, not the rule. Generally speaking, reels and shorts tend to be intros into your channel. In other words, they're leads, hooks that get somebody's attention, then drive you into a channel where your deeper content can exist, such as 15 high quality images of a listing that you have, along with data on those listings that you've typed in. Instagram is a high energy platform to try to do lead generation off of. It's actually higher energy than owning a blog. Just doesn't appear that way because of the micro blogging nature of it but you will spend more time on Instagram than you will on a blog if you decide to use this as a lead generation tool. The, the way that you would do it is actually you'd go back up to some of the first recommendations that John put down here under create a business profile. Create a, That profile will allow you to create filters, which will allow you to separate out your content. You drive interest through a reel or a story and then hope that people arrive at your filter that talks about properties that you have for sale. That would be the way that generally speaking, people would use Instagram to do lead generation using reels and stories. Now, how or what you say to grab people in as a hook, the beautiful part about Instagram is it is very much a lifestyle platform, which means that you could pretty much film anything related to the area that you're in. Like you could do a shot of a parade. You could do a shot of a funeral. You could do a beautiful river, if it happens to be in the area you service. Same thing with the lake, same thing with the ocean. Just waiting for my next appointment. And while I'm waiting, it's five minutes from here. Enjoy the ocean. That would be a reel that would get you interest on the house that you're selling. So because it's stating this property is five minutes from the ocean, I can walk. That's going to be, oh yeah, I should see what the property is and draws people into the reel and then sends them to the property. There's lots of different reasons, as long as you understand that really you're best served to think of Reels as an audience builder or an attention grabber with the real true lead generation material elsewhere on your channel. Um, go live on Instagram. Wow, I've been playing around with this lately. I got to say, I am not used to it. It's wildly uncomfortable. How do you uh, how do you feel about? Uh, have you tried to go live yourself, John? No, I'm not going to tell the truth. I leave most of the Instagram stuff to my business partner. I'm more of a YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter person. They're the three main kind of social media platforms, apart from WordPress that I know about. Um, Adam's more the Instagram. I, I also know a bit about Facebook advertisement but I let him run the actual campaigns for our clients. Um, but he's really into Instagram. But uh, what I would say about this is that I think it's, I might be wrong here, but I think it's going to get more and more important, go live. 
basically it's the same setup as um, going live, live broadcasting on YouTube. I've noticed some of the big YouTube channel, um, they're doing more live question and answers um, and Google's really pushing that. And that's the same thing that's going on in Instagram. And I think the reason why they're doing it, um, Rob, is is to counter-react AI because um, a lot of the YouTube videos of AI has been used increasingly. I think a lot of the stuff on Instagram has been generated by AI. Um, but if you're doing a live broadcast on Instagram and you're taking questions and answers, that's not possibly can be generated, I think, yeah, I, I think we. I think if that is the case, we really are in trouble. Uh, um, that's my take on it. Well, got you. I'm new to the going live thing. I've certainly read my fair share of blog posts about it. I've studied it. What I like about going live that I can tell everybody here as a marketing guy is that your subscribers are instantly notified, both on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. It is a synonymous marketing nudge on all those platforms that is unique. There is no way to get inside all of your followers' notifications except for that go live button. So that's a fascinating piece of functionality. It gives you a lot of pokes that you get to do to people to try to tune them into your content like on on these various platforms. I'm kind of surprised they haven't started charging for that feature. But for the right now, currently, it is free, which is why I'm playing around with it. And it has indeed generated me a wave of leads because I do have a reasonable amount of subscribers. And I've noticed that they've been re-engaging a lot with my channel ever since I started playing around with my go live feature. Whether or not that's for most of you, whether or not that's relevant for even more than five or 10% of you listening to the show, that's a real question because I don't think it would be worth your time unless you had a few hundred to a few thousand followers. Um, for that reason, for the reason I'm listing. Everything else John said, I agree with. So I'm not going to go over what you already said, I think, quite effectively. Um, number seven, use Instagram ads. All right. So have you done this, John? Oh, yeah. We, well, Adam does. Um, you know, you, you, I was a bit negative about Instagram and he kept pushing it. We should offer it on Mailwright. And he was right. Um, we get some great results. Um, the cost is less than Facebook. It does depend on the, we found, because Adam's also uh, expert on video. That's where he makes the bulk of his living making videos for real estate agents, the top end and that. Um, and if you include video and set them up and target them, you can get some great results. Gotcha. I don't have much to add here. I haven't played around with Instagram ads. When I have, it's been on incredibly large campaigns. I've used, I have a subcontracting part of my company where I, I've developed a relationship where it's kind of like an ownership deal with a paid search marketing company uh, out of Turkey. And so they're incredibly competent. I've used national ad campaigns in the digital platforms and, and they can scale up or down without a singles whiff of a problem for me. So I, uh, I have other people do this. 
I couldn't really tell you the ins and outs, and so I'm not going to weigh in. Um, number eight, partner with influencers. Now, this is a fascinating subject. Why do you, why do you lead us off? Well, I think it's another, I think the tagging, um, I think I'm really, yeah, the tagging and using the reels, um, the geo-tagging, hashtagging. Um, I think this could be really, really beneficial because it's really linked about um, pairing up with a lo- your local businesses, people that got a big, you know, it doesn't have to be a massive audience, but if they've got a substantial audience and they're utilising Instagram, the owner or somebody close to the owner's utilising Instagram, doing a joint um, thing, whatever that is, could be a live, you could be publicising their restaurant, whatever it is. Utilising local influencers that have some following on Instagram can be really beneficial for you and for both of you. So there could be like cross fertilization. Um yeah, that's why I think I think it's the area where most real estates don't real estate agents don't really think about. But it can be you I'm not saying it's totally easy because it's a bit of a chicken and egg. Because if you haven't got a massive you haven't got a reasonable audience, you go to somebody they and they're pretty competent and they're utilising Instagram in a reasonably um, sophisticated way. They, they they know what you're up to. They know. <laughs> so you're going to have to work out what you're going to offer them if you're the junior in Instagram following size, what you're going to be offering to that person. Because obviously they're going to be re- they're going to be reasonably queued up about that anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so I actually have done, uh, a huge blog post. It's like 150 content ideas. This idea that you're talking about right here is number two or three. So, uh, needless to say, uh, influencer swap, channel swap, agent swap. These are all incredibly viable ways to build up an audience. It doesn't seem to make sense on the surface as a real estate agent. But I can name 10, 15, 20 different examples of why two agents in the same general city would want to swap channels. Not two agents with the same specialty or serving the exact same demographic in the exact same area. But let's say I live in Van Nuys, John, and about 60 miles north of me, there's this place, you know, the north end of the San Fernando Valley. I effectively live on the very southern end. If I was in real estate, I'd have four or five cities that are within 20 minutes of me, right? But I would not serve the whole San Fernando Valley. It's ginormous. It would take me an hour to an hour and a half to get to the other end. Uh, and that's without traffic. With traffic, I could be stuck in traffic for hours. So somebody else might do the north end of San Fernando Valley. I might do the south end. And why would you do that? Because cross bilateral moves in larger metro areas happen all the time. So you would build your channel out with people that are compatible and close, but not comp- competing. And you would just say, oh, let's do a video, let's do a collab. And uh, they come on your channel and you go on theirs or you literally just swap channels. Happens all the time in the video, video gaming world where content creators collab together and it is incredibly effective of, you know, in building audiences because 99% of the time you get a distinct flavor 
with your own audience. And it kind of becomes a petri dish, a sound like a, an echo chamber. And then every now and again, you, you talk to an audience that's definitely not your own. You know, I speak to established experienced realtors, but I might go on and do a show for brand new realtors, right? Not prospects for my services. But, you know, a lot of them might follow me and, and, and actually use my free content, which is what I put it out there for. Maybe five or six years from now, they become qualified leads. In the meantime, I get 10, 20, 30, you know, 3,000 followers, or whatever, 30,000 followers, whatever the number is, because I bothered to do a collab with somebody who has the right audience. Uh, and I'm going to use somebody specific. Tristan Amata has a huge following here in California. He's a luxury agent out of Mal- Malibu. He has a, a Facebook group called Lab Code Agents. And it's very, very cool, but it's also kind of like the hippie, super liberal, West Coast kind of crowd. I'm not that guy. But Tristan Amata definitely has a really engaged, incredible audience. So it would be kind of fun if I did a collab with him because I speak to a different type of like SEO, social media. Do you see what I'm saying, John? That's an example of somebody that I would do a collab with that I get very excited about because our audiences even though we are talking about the same things, we're not talking to the same sec- segment of the profession. Um, all right. So, um, John, I apologize. In an ADHD moment, I closed out my email. Do you have it? Yeah. yeah. The next one is host con- contests and giveaways. But they're, all, they're the old, you know, trusted ways and um, I, I don't think we've done much in this. You probably might have done. I don't know. But I think they can be really quite effective, can't they? Yeah. Um, give me one second. Uh, let me... And um, the next one to finish up, because I think we need to wrap this up, because we're going on to about 40 minutes, is share your expert sure. knowledge. And I, um, I would say that's kind of linked to everything here, isn't it? In some ways, is that should be that could you could say that should be number one. Um, is that's the central pillar, isn't it? To show that you're the expert, that you you've got the ability to help your clients as a real estate professional, that you understand the market, you understand your particular. Geo area or niche in a, um, if it's not geo focused, um, that you've got the knowledge to help the people. Um, that's why they're going to hire you. So that's the bedrock, I would say. I would agree with that. And um, I've made an incredibly good living and built a pretty good company off the back of just that one strategy. There, you can't fake that strategy out, unfortunately. It is not for the new or the uninitiated real estate agent. It is definitely for somebody that has an expertise to share. I have many times, though, in my career, John, come across a lot of agents that have a lot of certifications they've never quite figured out how to use. Like there's a certification for a green agent in California. Very few people have it. They don't talk about it. There's another certification for EPRO. EPRO is an old certification that NAR used to do that certifies that you understand digital strategies to promote your client's properties. And you got to go through a test and it's a whole process. Like it's a, it's a license. Here's the thing. 
if you have learned the data, figure out a way to tell a story about it. It may only appeal to a very small percentage of people, but it will demonstrate quite clearly your commitment to being a knowledgeable expert in your field. And that general sense of who you are will probably drive a lot more leads through your door than you realize. I get a lot, a lot, I'd say 50% of my leads are people who are asking me questions that they think that nobody else can answer. And then the, many of those, 20 or 30% of those turn into customers because once you get on the phone, obviously you build a relationship and things progress. So anyway, that's it. We're done. The list is over. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. John, if you'd like somebody to reach out to you, how would you like them to do so? It's really easy, folks. Go over to mel-right.com. Have a look at what we've got off, and you can book a chat with me. Just go to the top navigation. You can click or you can call or you can book a Zoom with me, and we can have a chat. I can answer any questions you've got, try and help you, and I can quickly, if you want, show you some of the functionality of MailRight. Back over to you, Rob. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're trying to get yourself off all of these systems that we constantly talk about, uh, you can always reach out to me. Uh, I will explain how to do it either with or without inbound REM's help. We are not the service for everybody. However, there's people that we are, do service tend to have been looking for us for their entire career. So if you're curious, if that's you, go to inboundrem.com and go to about or services. Either page will help you understand what we do and if you want to talk to me or not. Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Listen, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, John and I are so incredibly grateful for those of, that, of you that give us your time. Do us a favor. If you feel inclined, give John's uh, videos a like. If you go onto my website and look at my old podcast that I used to put, I used to have the time to put on my website, give those a thumbs up. Leave us a comment. Show us some love through interaction. We do not need you to call us in order for you to show us how much you appreciate the show. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Until next time, I've been Robert. That's been John. We'll talk to you soon.